Greetings, everyone, and welcome to my podcast, Introverted Queen. I'm so excited to have guests in 2021. Today, I have my very first guest. She's known as the fly introvert on social media, and we had an interesting chat about all things introverts. Check it out. Okay, so cool. Thank you so much for being my guest, my very first guest. <laughs> Yay, thank you for inviting me. <laughs> so I, lo- I love your name, Fly um, Introvert. Mm-hmm. Um, but do you, do you feel like there are some assumptions that people make when they, when they know like, that you're an introvert? You know, to be honest with you, there, there are some assumptions, but most of the time... Um, I think people are surprised to find out that I'm an introvert because mm. a lot of people have misconceptions about what an introvert is. Right. So when they see me and they see me in my role, they understand that, um, you know, I'm married to a pastor, that, you know, we do a lot together in ministry. Uh, I teach group fitness. Mm. Um, they assume that I'm not an introvert. Right. And that's often because people think that being an introvert means that you have to be shy um, that you don't, you know, speak publicly. Um, those kinds of things are sort of uh, just misconceptions that people have. And so oftentimes when I say that I'm an introvert, people are surprised. And they, they will they'll often say, you know, I, I don't think you're really an introvert or I would have <laughs> never guessed you to be an introvert. Hey. And so then part of that problem is because they see an introvert as somebody who is um, these are the stereotypes, rude or stuck up, mm-hmm. right, or shy. Uh, that's another reason why they think, well, you can't be an introvert because an introvert is those things. Right. And so I absolutely love breaking down those stereotypes and teaching people what an introvert actually is. Yeah. And that is somebody who refuels by spending time alone. Yeah. So there are all kinds of other personality traits that go along with that mm-hmm. and go along with being an introvert. But, you know, how you refuel your energy stores is really sort of the baseline definition of what an introvert is. So, Mm -hmm. yes, I I definitely have to um, acknowledge that I am truly an introvert, Mm -hmm. one. And two, this is what the definition of an introvert actually is. That's right. That's right. And I always find it so surprising when people try to correct you. No, you're not an introvert. It's like, no, (laughs) I, I am. (laughs) absolutely and you know i don't get offended by that because i understand i mean there was a time when i didn't know what an introvert was so i had to educate myself and so part of my whole platform is educating people on what an introvert actually is in fact one of the introverted pages that i follow is has this petition going on because apparently and i haven't looked this up so i don't don't fact check it you can fact check it um the actual like webster's definition of an introvert is not one that a lot of us would be proud of there's a i think it's how uses words like rude or stuck (laughs) up it really does so If that's what the dictionary definition says, that's incredible. No wonder people believe that. That's right. Um, and so there's a, this petition circulating. I think it's maybe by Introvert Deer. I can't remember what the platform is called. Where they're actually trying to get them to change the official definition because oh, that's, that's not so accurate. Interesting. Yeah. 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 yeah I like that. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I know you're a mom. Um, you have kids, and all your kids have different personalities. But do you see like introverted traits in some of your kids? And like, how do you 
navigate through that. I absolutely see a little bit of introverted traits in all of them. Now, my mm. kids are pretty split down the middle okay. as far as parts of myself and parts of my husband, because my husband and I are very opposite in our personality types. Mm -hmm. He's a very extroverted person. I'm a very introverted person. And our kids have little bits of both of us. Mm. And okay. so what I, when I started to realize that um, I was noticing some introverted traits in them, my goal was for them to discover the strengths about being an introvert at a much younger age than I did. Because mm -hmm. most introverts have a testimony where they felt isolated and alone. They felt like they were weird. They yes. didn't feel accepted for years. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't know that I was an introvert till I was 35 years old. So once mm -hmm. I did, it was so empowering. I, I want my children to know that their introverted characteristics are not flaws, mm -hmm. that they can be seen as strengths and even superpowers right. um, once they understand how to harness them correctly. So, you know, my I have one son who's a lot more introverted than the other, and there are moments when the younger one just wants to play. He wants attention. Um, he wants, you know, the, the, the my middle child to go outside and play, and I can see it in my 11 year old's face he is done <laughs> he is people out and i know that what he needs mm -hmm. is to put his headphones on to go to his room to zone out by himself right. so by acknowledging that like he may not understand what's happening in mm -hmm. his body he doesn't understand right. why he's feeling this way i can say to him hey son do you think you need a little bit of quiet time some alone time that's what i need when i get this way when i feel this way and then he can acknowledge that and, and then plug into his source of, of fuel, right? Mm -hmm. um, instead of trying to figure out what's wrong with me, how can I be more energetic? No, there's nothing wrong with you. That's right. You just need to unplug mm -hmm. from the crowd and plug into some alone time. And so at 11, he knows really well what an introvert is. And my, my younger, who is more extroverted, he knows what an introvert is, too, and an mm -hmm. extrovert is. And, and we're, I'm trying to teach them that neither one is better or worse. They're That's just right. different. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that you acknowledge that because I think when I was younger, like, I didn't know I was an introvert. I didn't know what an introvert was. And sometimes at family gatherings, you're like, okay, I need like five minutes to myself. <laughs> right. And people are like, what What do you mean? It's like, no, I just, I just need it. I need it. And then now exactly. like, it's, it's people get it. People understand. And I love that. That's really good. Yeah. I'm, good. I'm grateful that there's just a better understanding of, of what it is. More yeah. grace for everybody who feels yeah. like they need to pull away every now and again. Yeah. It's like, it's not that I, don't, that I don't love you. I just, I just need my time alone for like two minutes. Yes. <laughs> Right. So your your Instagram page is like filled with like really funny introvert memes. And I always feel like there's a little bit of truth, like in a joking way. But I'm like, I'm like, this, this is like so introverts. Like, do you think introverts are like part time comedians in some way? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, um, you know, they say I don't know who quoted this this term, this quote originally, but they say there's truth in jest. Yeah. Every small bit of humor hides a little bit of truth. And sometimes Absolutely. it's easier to accept the truth w with a small dose of humor that goes along with it. So, um, yeah, I don't know if all, if all introverts have a little bit of a comedic side. But I know for myself, 
when I see some of those memes floating around and, you know, they, they speak a certain level of truth with a certain level of humor. And that usually requires some amount of exaggeration. That's what makes it funny. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, like, you know, I've seen memes where they'll say something like, um, you know, I hung out with people yesterday, therefore I have to hibernate for the next three months. That's right. You know, <laughs> I mean, that might be an exaggeration, but that is so funny. Yeah. Every introvert who understands that feeling knows what it's talking about. If That's I'm right. invited to a place, I need to look up my schedule for the whole week and decide, yes. well, how many other places am I going to be going to yeah. before I say yes to this one event? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it, it just makes people relax. And humor, I think, is an excellent coping strategy, um, just a way just to get through life. Uh, so, yeah, why not use a little bit of humor? Why not laugh at ourselves or laugh at the circumstances or laugh at the world just a little bit, knowing that it's okay um, and that it's also a slight exaggeration. But I think it I think it just um, it just lighten the, lightens the mood and helps yeah. you to embrace yourself a little a little bit better. But, yeah. you know, I don't know if it'd be a good poll to find out how many introverts have, um, you know, kind of a comedic sense of humor, because I'm not really sure how many how many people do. Right. I definitely have discovered a sense of humor in myself um, probably in the last three to five years. Right. Um, Same here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it, it, it is definitely a stress reliever for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe there is that commonality among several introverts. Yeah, absolutely. To be to be discovered. <laughs> yes. Um, did you ever feel like you had to change your personality like when you were younger to fit in in some way? Um, yes. When I was younger, I felt the need to change my personality. Um, I can remember at family gatherings and church events and whatnot, people used to always say that I was very, very quiet, which I was. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't know how we internalize that as a negative trait, but at some point... I felt like there was something wrong with being quiet. So, Mm -hmm. you know, you spend time then at social gatherings trying to find something to say so that you could be less quiet. Yeah. That that just produces a certain amount of awkwardness and inauthenticity. Like, Mm -hmm. if I don't have anything to say, I'd rather not be forced to say anything. And um, there was one occasion, I think I was probably 15 or 16 years old, and I was going for one of my first jobs. I was working at, or I had interviewed at a clothing store. It was a very trendy young person clothing store um, that my best friend had worked at. And so she got me to hook up and I'm in the store and I'm doing my job in the background, so to speak, right? I'm hanging up clothes. I'm making sure things are where they need to be. Mm -hmm. Well, apparently the manager or the owner of the store came in and um, I introduced myself or they introduced me to him and then he went on his business and I went on my way keeping the store tidy. And I got a call the next day um, from one of the other associates and she says to me, we'll no longer be needing your services. And I thought, well, that was quick. I only worked one day. What happened? Yeah. And she essentially said that the manager didn't feel like I stood out enough. I was too Mm -hmm. quiet and I was not, um, I don't know, I was charismatic, maybe extroverted enough. I just, I faded to the background, you Mm -hmm. know, and I was accustomed to kind of just being the busy bee and making sure that things were where they needed to be. That's right. I was not the upfront person. I didn't feel the need to be, right? And and there were no customers in the store even. So I don't know what they wanted me to do, to sing and dance. I'm not really sure. (laughs) But yes, after interactions like that, Mm -hmm. you definitely feel like, well, then who I am is not okay. I don't know what else to do. And over time, you start to learn that it may not be anything wrong with me, but certain environments 
are not conducive for my personality type. I may not thrive in those environments. That's and right. that's okay because mm -hmm. there's an environment for everybody. But learning not to internalize the criticism mm -hmm. um, is really key because yes. we take those critical comments, words, interactions, and we just bury them in our heart. And those things really start to shape who we who we are and they need not mm -hmm. um you know i could have walked away from that situation and just said well that's not the job for me i need to find something different and, right. and that's perfectly fine mm -hmm. now there are also times where i realize there there are moments where a certain amount of small talk can go a long way and small talk is is no introvert's favorite activity but as a physical therapist i realized that because i wasn't engaging in just you know random small talk with my clients that the rapport, I wasn't building a rapport with them, mm -hmm. right? So I was not, um, I, I just wasn't building a connection outside of these are your exercises. Did you do them or didn't you? You know, how is your pain? Right. And so I've learned that there are moments when I have to tap into that 1% extrovert. So mm -hmm. I'm 90, the last time I took the Myers-Briggs test, I was like 99% <laughs> introverted, 1% extroverted. I have to tap into that 1%. Right. And engage in small talk, have those conversations, you know, create rapport, some mm -hmm. type of bond. I don't feel like that's changing who I am. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's tapping into another side of myself um, in order to produce the outcomes that I need in my career. You know, so there yes. are times when I just have to be a little more extroverted because the circumstances require that. Mm -hmm. Um and then, you know, you adjust, you adapt, and then you, you fall back into where your comfort zone might be when the time is right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's very true. And it's funny because as much as introverts hate small talk, you, like you said, you kind of have to tap into that one person to do it. I mean, you can't ask somebody you've never met, like, what inspires you? What are your dreams and goals about life? <laughs> right. Like, you need to talk about, you know, the weather, the traffic and stuff like that. So I, I get it. But at the same time, I'm like, I want to dig deep, no? <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, yeah. You realize that you, you definitely have to warm up to that. That's right. For some people. Yeah. And some people, our interaction will be 100% small talk. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, that that is what it is. Right. Um, but, but knowing, for me, I was able to give that small talk once I knew it was coming from a place of, there's nothing wrong with me. It was not me trying to change myself. That's right. It was me embracing the fact that I, you know, I'm introverted and that's what this means. And every now and again, I'm going to use a different skill set for this environment. But mm -hmm. I'm still embracing who I am. Mm -hmm. And that connection is really important. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And it's so important to know when to use that 1% and when to use, like, different skills because you, you kind of have to. It's life. So, yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. So introverts are often known to be loners <laughs> because, you know, we like to recharge. What do you like mm -hmm. to do to recharge after like a long day of interaction? Yeah, after a long day of interaction, you know, usually the first thing I do is I grab my headset <laughs> because my headset, it really is like my safe haven. I can listen to my music. I can zone out. Right. I might turn on a movie. Um, it has become now that we're in quarantine. Um, you know, the, the, everyone's in the house all together. My husband, my kids, all of us are there. Mm -hmm. And being in the house with my family is definitely becoming a place of refueling for me. Now, that's a, a different kind of in, environment because when the kids were little, you know, I really needed to kind of leave the house in order to get 
that refueling time. But as they grow and as we connect together on different terms and, you know, as, as COVID sort of forces us to spend a lot of together time, when I get home from work after a busy day, it feels great to curl up on the couch with my son and watch a Marvel movie together. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not interacting, we're not talking, we're doing something we both like. Right. You know, my husband and I will sit on the couch, we'll catch up on movies, you know, have conversation. Um, and that's become a great way for me to refuel. Mm-hmm. The other thing is is working out. First thing in the morning is mm-hmm. when I sort of have my introverted um workout time so I can prepare to use that 1% extroverted side of me at work, you know. I work in a very people-oriented field. I'm Mm -hmm. serving people from beginning to the end of my day, and so I'm giving, giving, giving. So I start my day by filling my tank, Mm -hmm. by having that alone time um, in my home gym, and then I feel more ready to, um, to tackle the day and to sort of you know, give the best that I can to my clients uh, at my place of work. So Yeah, yeah, I like that. And I think it's so important, like, when you know that you work in a very people-oriented environment, that it's like you have to charge before and then you have to mm-hmm. recharge after. <laughs> yes, yeah. And yeah. giving yourself room to do that is yes. really key. I know a lot of therapists who, you know, because... Uh, the service field and the caregiving field is a field that a lot of introverts end up finding themselves in, especially if you're an ISFJ mm-hmm. like I am. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's this dilemma. It's like I'm doing the job that I like, but, man, I'm so drained all the time. Some people will move to positions of management because it's less people-oriented. It's still within their field. Right. Um you know, but other people just learn, I just have to build my self-care, my, my introverted time. I have to build it into my schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to do my documentation. In a, even in a, my office, uh, there's three, there's like five other staff members. It's a small clinic. But the desk that I chose is the one that's in the corner, <laughs> farthest from the door, because mm-hmm. when it's time for me to do my documentation, I need as much silence as possible. That's right. It's hard to find that when you're in an open gym environment. So yes. I tried to get the most introverted spot that I possibly could so that I could be successful at my job. But mm-hmm. you have to be able to know what you need yes. and then find ways to build that into mm-hmm. your day. And it's also important to let people know what you need. And it's like, I, I don't I don't mean to offend you, but I just need that time, you know, to like recuperate or like do paperwork, like you said, or something because it's... Yeah. it's you don't want people to take it personally, of course. Not at all, yeah. yeah. And if you have a, a, an understanding work environment, that's fine. Every now and again, if I'm really behind on my paperwork, I've told my colleagues, I'm, you know, I'm putting my headphones on, you guys, I'm, I'm in the zone. In other words, don't interrupt me. I need to focus so that I can get this done on time. And, and the people that I work with are cool, so it's easy to do that. Yeah, yeah. Headphone, headphones are our savior, so. Yes. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Fly Introverts, so for being my first guest. Um, oh, thank you for having me. This was fun. I could talk introversion all day long. So I know, this is same a piece here. So it's awesome. Thanks so much. Yeah, no problem. You all take right. care. Take care. Bye. Bye. This was such a fun and interesting conversation I had with the fly introvert. Hope you enjoyed it and learned something insightful. Thanks again for tuning in and take good care. Until next time.